This is On Mike with Jordan Rich, celebrating the joy of conversation with creative people who have a lot to say. Diabetes is rampant through many parts of the world, including the United States. The one constant for those who suffer with diabetes is insulin. And today's guest, Eric Moyal, he was inspired by the man who discovered insulin, Dr. Frederick Banting, who sold the initial patent for just $1, claiming, quote, insulin does not belong to me, it belongs to the world. Well, Eric is the founder of Project Insulin, hoping to bring the cost of insulin, which is pretty high, way, way down so that more people in the world can afford it and avoid having to choose between dealing with their diabetes and paying for food, housing, or other necessities. I was impressed when I heard about the efforts of Eric and Project Insulin, enough that I wanted him to join us on the podcast today to talk further about the project and the efforts to help people. So with that being said, let's do it. Let's go on mic with Eric Moyal of Project Insulin. Right out of the box, uh, this is a very worthwhile program because there are literally millions and millions of people with diabetes or about to get it. Diabetes is rampant, isn't it, Eric? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's projected that by 2060, over 60 million people in the U.S. alone will have diabetes in one you know, one way, shape or form. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty staggering statistic. Look in the rates of obesity among young people. It's pretty scary. But insulin is the key to treatment. And before we get into Project Insulin, can you just give us a quick explanation as to why insulin is so important and what it does in the body? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, insulin regulates your blood sugar. And, uh, you know, people with type 1 and type 2 diabetes uh, is essentially that that system is not working anymore, uh, that regulatory system. Uh, and essentially how that happens is that uh, insulin is no longer pumping in your body or you've become resistant to insulin. Um, and so you need an uh, external method of getting insulin into your body. And so that's that's a little bit of you know, scientific background to how yeah, insulin Yeah, the pancreas is the key organ, right, that manufactures yeah. insulin. And uh, and thanks to the scientists who discovered the fact that we can add insulin to the body to help save people's lives is a great thing. But before we get to the problem that you see, there's a personal connection here. One of your co-conspirators, I say that in jest, is a gal named Gabriella. Tell me about Gabriella and, and how this idea to do something on a nonprofit basis came about. Yeah, so uh, uh, Gabriella is one of my uh, fellow board members, and uh, you know she and I have known each other for f- a few years now, and uh, she is a uh, public policy PhD at Harvard, and uh, she kind of got me, uh, you know, to better understand insulin and, and the uh, one of the big problems in the U.S., which is rationing insulin. Uh, she wrote a paper that I, I you know, proofed for her, and. It, uh, talks about how rationing insulin in America, you know, started many years ago. And uh, it was just really shocking to me that uh, a drug that's been around for 100 years, the man who created it, Frederick Banting, uh, sold the patent away for a dollar, said that insulin was not created for me, but, you know, it's meant for the world. Kind of saying that this is something that's so important that, uh, you know, uh, I shouldn't be making a a giant profit off of it. To see where we are now, where uh, a vial of insulin costs $300, uh, just really, you know, shocked me. Mm. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we talked about we talked about it a little bit more detail. She told me a little bit more about what the problems are with insulin. Uh, it's, it's not a new drug, right? We've talked about it. it's, it's been around for 100 years, but uh, rather the price has gone up over the years, not for new improvements, but rather because there's only a few manufacturers that create 
and right. so on. And by the way, uh, I read the story on your website, uh, projectinsulin.org, about Gabriella forgetting her insulin uh, supply and had to go to a drugstore and shell out cash, mm-hmm. like to the order of three or $400. So we, we know that drugs are expensive, but I, I was unaware that insulin is, is that high. So before we get to your goal and, and your altruistic goal to help people, Let's talk about who's controlling the insulin supply. You said a couple of major pharma companies. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so there are three main manufacturers of insulin, uh, Eli Lilly, Novo Nordisk, and Sanofi. Uh, They account for about 90% of the insulin produced in the world. Um, And uh, yeah, so there's obviously a small group of organizations um, that make insulin. I think uh, in recent years, there's been a few new generic products that have come out. Um, one uh, by Myelin, uh, it's called Semgly, and a few others whose names I don't remember, but um, they they are bringing the price down slowly, but it's still over $100. And that's only if you have insurance, uh, which is another uh, problem. But I think where the real problems lie is in the distribution. Um, manufacturers don't distribute it straight to patients. They have to go through wholesalers and pharmacy benefit managers and other middle organizations that uh, drive up the costs and those costs are pushed downstream onto patients. And that's where I, I think, you know, one of the real problems lie. Now, you're creating and have created a nonprofit organization. And I want to know why you're taking this tack. From from a philosophy point of view, you know, what's in your heart? Why do you want to do this now? Yeah, so uh, a few factors led to uh, us starting now. Um, so Project Insulin, yes, is a nonprofit organization. We're currently applying for 501c3 status so that we can be tax exempt. We went into the nonprofit. We went the nonprofit route because, uh, you know, uh, Jordan, if you gave me a million dollars today, if I was a for-profit, you would expect a return on your investment. And so, right. uh, as a nonprofit, you don't have that sort of uh, obligation to create profits for the people that give give us money. And that way, we can focus on using the money to bring down the price for patients. You know. Right. A few years from now in the future. Uh, so but the, let's back up a little bit because I, I think a lot of questions come to mind that listeners have. And that is the manufacture of insulin. There's a formula for it. Am I right to assume that anyone can create a generic insulin if they have the means? In other words, the patent doesn't exist so that only three companies can do it. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. And um, the patent of the type of insulin we're creating, which is a uh, insulin glargine, uh, it's a long acting insulin. Um, that patent has expired. And that is why the generics have kind of started coming in. And that is why we think that we can create our own um, generic as well. And, um, you know, in, in insulin, in the insulin space, it's a biosimilar. Uh, it's just a, you know, a different name for generic. By the way, thanks for mentioning a long lasting because there are, I know there are different levels of insulin delivery. There's immediate right. and, and mid-level and long lasting. And we've come a long way in the delivery systems too. We should probably have yeah. you talk about how people are getting their insulin into their bodies. Yeah. So there's, there's a few different methods of, uh, uh taking insulin. Most recently there's a nasal spray that you, you just kind of you know put on your nose uh but the the more standard methods are syringe and vial or uh through a pen uh if you've ever seen an epi pen it'd be something similar to that the way it looks uh and you just put in whatever dosage you need and it's uh 
something that I didn't know when I first uh, started learning about diabetes is that it's, it's, you, you do it yourself. So it's kind of, you have a feel for um, how much insulin you're going to need for, uh, you know, let's say you're having a meal. You're like, okay, I'm going to need this much insulin for this meal because there's a lot of carbs or there's a lot right. of sugar in it. There's also a great advancement in um, in various apps and so forth, ways to regulate your blood sugar and, and measure your blood sugar, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so there, there are two different methods to uh, uh, checking your blood sugar. There's, uh, you know, standard prick your finger, uh, look at the blood, and then it tests, it tells you how much sugar is in your blood in, at the moment, or you have a continuous glucose monitor, which uh, you put on your body, uh, you know, commonly seen on uh, shoulders, arms, and, uh, mm-hmm. waists, and, uh, they will, you know, constantly monitor your glucose and it will beep when you go high or low. Uh, and if you go high, you take some insulin. And if you go low, uh, you take some sugar. Let's get back to what project insulin is doing and where you are in this adventure here that you're taking. You, <laughs> you're looking for money and I'm happy to promote your website, projectinsulin.org. Uh, I think it's a worthwhile cause, knowing people with diabetes, knowing what they go through. Where are you in the process? We recently came in third at a pitch competition where we won $2,500. And we are about to do our first uh, big crowdfunding day, uh, Pi Day, on uh, uh, March 14th uh, to raise $3,141.59. Our fundraising efforts are going towards uh, the first step of the drug development process, um, we're going to outsource the drug development process because that way uh, we can get the insulin created and distributed as quickly as possible. Um, the total process is going to cost about 20 to $50 million from the estimates we've been given. Um, and that'll be over, you know, five, six, six years. Uh, thankfully, the process is milestone based. And so uh, our first milestone is 30,000 and then uh, once we reach 30,000, we can start with plasmid creation, which is kind of like uh, the blueprint to the structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, you know, hit each milestone as we move further down. Let, let's uh, repeat Pi Day is 31422, 3.14. I, I get it. And uh, this is a specific targeted fundraising opportunity. And I guess you'll have details on your website. Am I right about that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. We'll have details on the website. And we're hoping, or we will be hosting a event at Mighty Squirrel. Um, we'll just be at the, at the bar in Waltham, uh, for people to come and celebrate with us. About That's great. Of the day. That's terrific. Yeah. And people can support uh, you and this cause and read all about it, projectinsulin.org. Really, beyond the fact that you have a close relationship with Gabriella and she's gone through this process of having diabetes and you know her very, very well, drives you to do this kind of work, Eric. I give you credit, man. It's a very, it's an uphill struggle, but what is it that in you that's promoting this idea? My younger sister has a chronic illness, uh, a rare chronic illness called uh, complex regional pain syndrome. And so, uh, you know, chronic illnesses have been a part of my life for six, seven years now. Uh, and, you know, uh, I help fundraise for them, uh, for, for them being uh, the nonprofit that uh, does research for them, which is RSDSA. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I was looking for an opportunity to do more. Uh, unfortunately, that disease is... Uh, you know, there is no cure, unfortunately. Uh, and so uh, the way to make a difference is, uh, you know, research-based in, in uh, 
CRPS. Whereas for diabetes, you know, insulin isn't a cure, but it, it, it is the drug that they need um, on a day-to-day basis to, to get by. It's, 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 it's like very close to water uh, in the sense of it's something you need. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's not a, uh, it's not a scientific question as to how to help people uh, with diabetes get their insulin, but rather um, uh, from my point of view, this is a fundraising problem, not a scientific problem. And so although 40, uh, $50 million might seem like a lofty goal, it's it's a lot easier than having to create a brand new drug. This is a, probably a better time than not, I'm guessing, to get this idea going because of what we've gone through the last two years. For the first time in my lifetime, the pharma industry has a better public relations record with the mRNA vaccines. Are you finding people are open to this idea? And uh, also, part two of the question, are you finding any pushback from big pharma folks? What's what's happening out there? I haven't been in contact with, you know, the, the big three that we talked about earlier, uh, Eli Lilly, Sanofi, or Nova Nordisk. But since we were outsourcing the distribu- uh, the drug development process, we have been in talks with different pharmaceutical companies, drug development companies, and uh, they're all very excited about uh, this opportunity. Listen, yeah. <laughs> we, people have to get paid for doing the work, but you're really right. talking about getting these life-saving drugs to people who either cannot afford them currently or are dealing with uh, the struggle of just ascertaining them. Uh, what's your goal in terms of cost factor, or do you have one in terms of per unit cost? As say four hundred dollars for one kit now, what would you like to see it at to make it affordable? It's a little early at the moment. We uh, still haven't started drug development, so uh, forecasting a price might be it be it might be a little too soon for that. But uh, given the recent developments with uh, Civic RX developing an insulin that'll be at around thirty dollars and uh, President Biden mentioning insulin being able to be manufactured at around ten dollars um, in his State of the Union address. We think that our price will be somewhere between those two price points. Pi Day, as we record this, we're in February. Pi Day is three fourteen, three point one four. So March fourteenth, and that's a special and I think a very doable fundraising goal um, on that date. And people can go to projectinsulin.org. But from listeners and folks around the world who are checking this out, uh, they can certainly investigate more. And there's a way to donate anytime. That's right. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, uh, we met by accident and somebody suggested you contact me. And I thought, oh, this is a pretty industrious uh, guy and a great idea. And I'm happy to spread the good word. And I wish you the best. And I think you're going to be a big success with this. So good luck. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Really appreciate you taking the time to have me on. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Once again, this is a young movement and a growing one. And they could use your support. Projectinsulin.org to get all the details projectinsulin.org. Thanks as always to Dan Tebow of Fast Witch Media, to Chart Productions, where we produce this and many other podcasts. And for those of you who subscribe and download, many, many thanks. Do pass it along. And thank you for your reviews and ratings. That really helps us propel the audience numbers. My name is Jordan Rich. That's the website, jordanrich.com, to find out more. And until next time, as always, be well so you can do good. Take care. <laughs>